The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? engagement How long before gift? a wedding should I send out and save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Today we're going to talk about content creation best practices. Joining us is Katrina McKinnon, who is the founder of Copysmiths, which creates custom content at scale for e-commerce stores and affiliate blogs. And today, Katrina and I are going to discuss creating high-performance e-commerce content. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Katrina McKinnon, the founder of Copysmiths. Katrina, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Ben, thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be chatting with you. So excited to chat with you too. I will say thank you in advance. You've been very patient with uh, me and my team as we've had to move offices and recover from surgeries and COVIDs and vacations. And finally, after months, we get to get together and, and talk a little bit about content, specifically e-commerce content. That's where you specialize. Talk to me a little bit about your company and how did you end up specializing in e-commerce content? So Copysmiths was born out of basically a really tough time in my life. I had uh, an agency. I've run an agency, an online marketing agency for 20 plus years and it was starting to fail. I just didn't have the heart for it anymore. But the one thing that I absolutely loved in that agency was creating content. And we created blogs for a couple of our clients. 
And I just loved that type of work. And it became, it became a cornerstone for our sort of our skill set. We just got really, really good at it. And we had all these surprising successes with it that when my back was against the wall, it's running an agency and, you know, listeners will know what this feels like. You're sort of freaking out because you think, oh my goodness, I've got to find more sales for my clients. And um, I would just throw anything at the wall. And one of the things I threw at the wall to see whether it would stick was content. Like I literally would just create blog content for these clients of mine. And a few of them, for a few of them, it absolutely took off. So in 2020, early 2020, I ditched the agency model and I just went all in on just this one specialist skill that we had developed. And because I was heavily, I am heavily involved with the e-commerce community, it was just a natural fit to really provide them with service, to just serve that community and help them, you know, find traffic for their stores. So that's kind of how it got. Sounds like a familiar story. I was running an independent marketing consultancy and was doing cold outreach to my professional network, trying to get them to hire me to do brand development and marketing strategy. And then I started interviewing them to be on a podcast. And everybody kept saying, well, why don't you just create some podcasts and stop trying to sell me stuff? And the next thing you know, here's the Voices of Search podcast. There was the MarTech podcast there as well. Agency work is absolutely brutal. It is, you have to be able to grow. You have to be able to get to a certain size to be able to cover all the different skill sets. Whereas if for me, my truth now is that if I specialize in just one thing, I can be the best at it. And that's what's happening is we're just loving this journey of becoming really good at just one thing as opposed to trying to do everything. All right. So let's talk a little bit about it. High performance e-commerce content. You're writing the world's best product descriptions. That's as simple as it gets, right? No, we don't. Not yet. We don't do product descriptions at the moment. We only do blog articles. So what we do is if you've got a blog, let's say you sell fountain pens, we are able to write content about which is the best fountain pen to buy for a graduation gift or how to clean a fountain pen or even handwriting practice sheets for a fountain pen so that you can meditate as you write your favorite poetry. And so what we do is for an e-commerce store, an e-commerce store just comes to us and says that they want organic traffic. And what we do is we just write blog content that brings in organic traffic. So talk to me about the purpose of that content. My guess is that you're focused on top of funnel. Let's get people that are tangentially interested in your products or services and they're going to organically find the content and then we'll take it from there. How do you, A, am I correct in thinking that you are focusing on top of funnel content? Mostly. So we mostly do top of funnel because we know that's how uh, traffic comes to the stores. But then once people have been working with us for a while, we, so after about 50 or 60 articles, we then start writing more middle and bottom of the funnel content because we become more familiar with the products. But the, a lot of our clients will come to us because they're sick of relying on paid advertising. So they're sick of, you know, sort of pushing money into that funnel and the conversion rates get lower or they get squeezed or whatever happens, the algorithms change in Facebook as everyone knows. So we find that businesses of a certain size, they're usually doing a couple of million a year, a million or plus a year in revenue. They will come to us and say, right, we've gotten to this part of growth with paid and now we want to get top of funnel content 
to just attract an organic audience to us, to the store. And then once they've got that organic traffic, they start to cookie it and they start to use it in remarketing campaigns, all that sort of stuff. But it creates a very reliable, sort of a consistent, even flow of traffic to a store. It also helps with resale value as well. So yes, it's top of the funnel content, but it also has these knock-on effects. And then after a little while, we do middle of the funnel and and the bottom of the funnel content as we go along. So talk to me about when you're focusing initially on this top of funnel type content, how do you get it to trickle down into those other formats of content? What's the way that you're not just figuring out who's interested in a topic because they're clicking on something from Google, but actually getting them into a buyer's journey or being able to retarget them? Yeah, sure. So there's a couple of things we do. We we do the typical sort of low-hanging fruit where we'll go and find the, the typical keywords that people are searching for, which might be, I'll use the fountain pens analogy again, like the we just as a store that sells fountain pens and biros and all those sorts of things and custom pens. We will write an article about, you know, best Waterman pens, which is that top of the funnel. But when we also give our clients a little bit of advice, we don't do strategy or consulting, but we just help people to understand how to use our content to make it um, really work for them. And we give them little pieces of advice such as, you know, put three related blog articles at the bottom of your article. And then what we do is we do content called fun, drunk, auntie content. So fun, drunk, auntie. Wait, 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 wait. Fun, drunk, auntie. Yep. So, you know, everyone's got a fun, drunk, auntie. She's the one on the table dancing away. And then she slides off the table sometimes and disappears. But otherwise, she's the one. Yeah, go on. Yeah. So we do what we call fun, drunk, auntie content. And that's the stuff that's a little bit left field. It's a little bit oddball and it's very experimental. And that content is what takes off. So for example, I'll give you another example. We work for Rocky Kanaka, who's this incredible guy who has this amazing YouTube channel and we write content for his blog. And we did an article on puppuccinos. But we did, we went and found 101 photos of dogs having a puppuccino. We wrote this fantastic article and it's now ranking and and it's mainly pictures because it's a little bit funny and wild and all the pictures are hilarious. And it's now, it's, I think it's got a, it's got volume. It's got traffic volume of 38,000 and we're ranking in the fifth position at the moment. It just keeps climbing. And it did that within a couple of weeks. And that's fun, drunk auntie content that we do. Because it's not all serious and it's not like, well, which Waterman pen is the best for me and which one should I buy and should I get the blue or the red? You know, that's like totally boring. It's, well, it's not boring. It's just the standard stuff that you have to do. But then what we do is whenever we work with people, we say, can you please take a chance on us? Can you please take a chance of inviting the fun drunk auntie to the party? And when you do, she's either going to be terrible and slide under the table and not work at all, or she's going to make everything zing. And so that's what we do. So with that top of the funnel content, that's how we get brand awareness. We get huge amounts of volume of traffic to those articles. We get them, it's very long dwell time on them. So the bounce rate's much lower. We get more clicks from those. And it's just this brand awareness that people have a, they have a laugh and they're, they're, they smile and we need more happy, creative content in our lives. I hear you. And I can see why the content is successful. And I can see why the metrics from the content are something that Google would rank and prioritize. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help. And you got a couple of options. 
You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Talk to me about the getting past the top of funnel into consideration, into nurture, and into purchase. What are the other types of formats of content you're using and how do you connect them all together? Yeah, so we create what are called topic clusters. So we will have a set of blog articles. Let's say someone, I don't know, let's say someone gets a batch of 10 articles from us. Nine of the articles are all about how to clean a fountain pen. What does a fountain pen look like? What's the history of fountain pens? Which fountain pen is blue and which one's red and which one makes a great graduation gift, right? And then we have what's called a buyer's guide, which sits at the top of that cluster. And the buyer's guide is literally this pen is best for um, a graduation present. This one's best for an anniversary. And this one's best for, I don't know, just the love of your life. And so in those, those are very carefully structured because we've written literally four or 5,000 articles over the last couple of years. We've worked with so many affiliate players and so many e-commerce stores that we've developed these templates with all that good stuff that we've learned from all these articles we've written and all these people we've worked with. We are like little bowerbirds. I don't know if you guys have bowerbirds, but in Australia, bowerbirds is this gorgeous little black crow, but it goes and collects blue things. So you'll lose your blue pegs off the washing line. You'll lose blue socks. You'll lose anything that's blue plastic and it puts it into its nest. And we're bowerbirds. So we go and find all the little bits and pieces and we create these templates for product buyers guides. And we learn. So I can tell you one thing that when we first started, we would have the, the button on a product buyer's guide would be click here or buy now. We've now learned that the highest conversion rate is check price. So instead of giving a directive such as buy now or click here or get more information, we literally say, well, where's the intrigue? Where's the curiosity? Check price. So we've learned by working with so many affiliates and you know successful e-commerce stores, they feed us, they drip feed us little tiny tidbits of information where they say, oh, could you just do this? I just need a this at the top of my content. And of course, we go and roll that out for everyone else. So that's how we get people into those consideration pages is it's literally just moments of curiosity. We use lots of visual images. People click on images far more than they click on links. And we've learned that. So we're able to get people through to product pages. We're able to get them through to category pages or collection pages in Shopify particularly by just creating moments 
tiny moments of curiosity in our content. So it brings me to the last question. Wonderful. Hey, we know that you're interested in fountain pens because you looked at the uh, tallest tower of fountain pen statue article. And then we were able to get you to come to the buyer's guide for fountain pens and you decided to click check price. And now you're on what I assume is a product page for an e-commerce store, which is where I thought we were going to talk about in general. It's just, hey, e-commerce copy. How do you get your product pages to convert? When you're getting to the end of the funnel, what's the difference between getting somebody to visit a page and say, yeah, I actually don't need a fountain pen to, well, let's just do it. Let's go buy it. How do you actually get conversions from your product pages in e-commerce? That's not my specialty, Ben. Like we don't do product pages. We're very focused on just building content that brings in traffic that's then amenable to brand awareness and remarketing campaigns. But I do know a little bit about it. And it is the fact that you've got to have a lot of trust these days. In actual fact, Tyson on a recent podcast, one of your podcasts recently was talking a lot about this, which I thought was a brilliant podcast that you guys did. He was talking a lot about authority and trust and the Google algorithm is now searching to be able to see, okay, do I trust this brand? So on a product page, if you don't, you need a picture of the founder or the people who run the business and you need to be able to, there needs to be testimonials on that product page to say, yes, I've had a good experience with this store. You need to make the visitor feel at home and to feel that they're going to trust this purchase because you can't force them. You know, everyone's trying to force them by sort of saying, well, I'll, I'll split test the color of the button. And that sort of stuff just doesn't work as well anymore because it's more based on trust these days and showing expertise and showing authority. So I don't know that I've answered that question very well, but that's what we're seeing is in the e-commerce community, we're seeing a huge amount of user-generated content being added to product pages and to stores in general. And that's things like, you know, hey, here's me with using my fountain pen. Why don't you buy it? That's the sort of stuff that gets people to convert. You know, my feeling with CRO and e-commerce, it used to be, well, I'm figuring out where to put my buttons and I'm figuring out how to create my pages. And now all that's kind of standardized. It's like, I don't know, Shopify probably knows better than I do how to get somebody to buy a product. Now the question is, how do you articulate what the product is, what the value it has? And then also, how do you build credibility, know, like, and trust? How do you show... A social proof? How do you show, uh, you know, your guarantees that somebody's going to have a good buying experience? What your return policy is being open and transparent about what someone will get from the experience probably matters more than things like what color is the button? Where do I put the button on the page? All the conversion rate optimization tactics that we think what you say is probably more important than maybe what it looks like at this point in the internet's history. That's massive. The credibility, the word that you just use, credibility, is absolutely massive. In all of our blog articles, we add credibility by adding customer testimonials. So we sprinkle throughout the blog article, you can imagine if it's, you know, five ways to clean a fountain pen, we still go and get all the testimonials from the product pages, pull them into the blog articles, and then add a link back to the product page. Because we want people to feel like, you know, there's other voices, there's voices of search, but there's other voices in those articles. And that's what Google's looking for. It's looking for this, you know, all these different voices that add to the conversation. That's what Google's looking for. It's not just words on a page. It's understanding who is writing those words 
and who agrees with them. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Katrina McKinnon, the founder of Copysmiths. Join us again tomorrow when Katrina and I continue the conversation talking about human touch versus AI copywriters. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Katrina, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her Twitter handle is underscore Kat McKinnon. That's underscore K-A-T-M-C-K-I-N-N-O-N. Or you can visit her company's website, which is copysmiths.com, C-O-P-Y-S-M-I-T-H-S.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out over social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schaap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream, of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data.